This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Welcome to I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We're on there to help you understand that your mission is your workplace and your workplace is your mission field. And that the work that you do each and every day, it's a gift from God. He wants to work alongside you. He wants to join you in your work today. We're your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and we try to bring challenging conversations to the air each and every day as we connect what we hear on Sunday with what we do on our 9 to 5. So we're super glad you tuned in. We sure are. And Jim, we have some pretty exciting news. Um, on Labor Day, we are going to be launching a new podcast for our listeners to um, subscribe to and they can start that process now it is the i work for him power pod and so i just want to let people know about that basically we're taking our show that you can hear um, on the radio normally we podcast that into you know just a 42 minute thing but jim we have taken the power nuggets of those shows and condensed it down into a fast listening 15 minute podcast. So I'm pretty excited. We're rolling that out on Labor Day. They'll release every Monday, Wednesday, Friday um, from there on out. But they can go to I Work For Him, go to their favorite platform for podcasting, search for the I Work For Him Power Pod, and they can subscribe now. So as soon as we start getting that content into the, the queue with a big launch on Labor Day, um, they will be the first to hear it. Oh, boy. So make Pretty sure you exciting. check. So they go out to, can they do that through iWorkForHim.com or just go to their, their favorite not podcast Not yet, platform? because I just got the links last night. So they're not even live on the website yet, but they will be pretty soon. So this is breaking news. Oh, yeah. This is breaking news. This is news. cutting so edge stuff I got right the here. email late yesterday saying, we are now, um, I Work For Him Power Pods are on Apple Podcast. Uh, Google Play Music, Spotify, and a few other YouTube things like that. So pretty exciting. Today, we head off to the college campus, and we'll do our formal introductions during the second segment, but let's just lead it to say that we've got our very famous guest host, that you know, guest co-host, Kathy Branzell, joining us today from Love 2020. I had one of our listeners say yesterday, I love it when Kathy Branzell comes on the air. So, Kathy Branzell from Love 2020, I'm not kidding, I did not not make that up, Kathy Branzell, and she's got Ben Sanders joining joining us today from Arizona. Arizona State University. Martha and I got to sit down with Ben in June, and we'll talk more about that later. But Ben is one of the co-founders of the Campus Christian Center, and he's got so many other big things in his title. We'll go to that in the second segment. But Ben and Kathy, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, great to be back with you. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, Ben, I can sense the excitement. <laughs> I know it's only like 9.30 in the morning. You probably should get some coffee getting going on this one. All right, I want to start the, the – I, I got some parents that have sent me some questions that they wanted answered about college. The first one is this. College life is hard enough. How can we as parents encourage our kids in their faith while sending them out to college? Because it's freaky scary as these kids are packing their cars up right now to go off to college. Some of them are already there because of sports and things like that. But how can we encourage our kids to make sure that they're living out their faith when they get there? Ben, you go ahead. Well, I think it's important to know there are amazing, strong Christian ministries on virtually every college campus out there. So they don't have to go to a campus and not know someone uh, who's a person of faith from the very get-go. Uh, I, we're gearing up for a start of our classes next week, 
and uh, there are probably you know thirty or so Christian groups that are prepared to welcome students to campus. Mm-hmm. So they don't need to come to campus, be alone, be uh, without uh, faith support for their faith life. And, uh, and in fact, they can have a great time um, if they'll connect up with these groups. Uh, they do some pretty amazing, wonderful things. Mm, that's huge to know and that that's happening on campuses all across the country. Jim, I just want to, um, before I ask this next question, I just want to kind of help our listeners to understand that the workplace we're talking about today is the college campus because we believe that college students, that is their work. Now, they might have a part-time job or whatever, but their workplace, their mission field opportunity is on the college campus when they're in college. So we're talking education today. Education. All right, but we're so, also talking on the college campus, there's also professors and faculty and, and the staff and there's support people and there's all these ministries that surround. I mean, the college campuses, I, I think, Ben, when we were there in June, you said there was 80,000 students that go to ASU every year? On all four campuses in uh, Metro Phoenix, yeah, 80,000. Plus faculty, plus staff. I mean, how many faculty and staff add on to that? Yeah, so, I mean, probably another 20,000. So, oh yeah, my there are 1,000 people. A hundred thousand wow. people. Okay. Okay. So with that in mind, I just wanted to kind of make sure we were transitioning our heads. Kathy, you this this is a fresh stage of life for you. You've got one just finished college, one in college. What what did you and Russ do as you were preparing the kids for this um, stage of life? Well, one thing that's really important, and, and for those of you who have kids in elementary school right now, and you're going, whew, I am glad this is not me yet. <laughs> it is you yet. <laughs> because you have to have this ongoing conversation and build this ongoing, deeper, trusting relationship with your children. Um, and, and then as they get to be teenagers, even you really need to practice controlling your body, its language, your facial expressions, and your tone <laughs> mm-hmm. so that they are free to come to you to talk about anything. And um, I'm kind of an early to bed kind of girl, early to bed, early arise. And you will find that your teenagers and your young adults want to talk to you late at night. Yep. So your lights may even be off and, and your spouse may be snoring. And all of a sudden, a body bounces across the bottom of your bed that says, can we talk? <laughs> and your answer needs to be yes. And 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 so they need to be able to talk to you about anything without you saying, have you lost your mind? Uh, you know better than that. Uh, you need to ask questions like, well, what do you think? Um, have you ever experienced anything like this before? Um, and then you can get to things like, well, what does the Bible say? Because with my kids and even in going out and teaching, I'll say, I never want to give you my opinion, but I will tell you the Bible says, which is what God says. And I never want to hear you say, well, the Bible says, but, because you're saying you know better than the Word of God. And so um, you're teaching them to come to you for adult, respectful conversation that will help them think and dig. But also then in those moments after they've gone off to campus and they're alone at 2 in the morning, and you'd rather them not call it 2 in the morning unless it's an emergency, that they'll go to God's Word in, in Scripture and in prayer and say, Lord, what do I do about this? What do you think about this? 
Mm. Those are some good pieces of advice. So, <laughs> so no matter though, no matter what stage a parent may be at right now, um, really be intentional about keeping that door open um, for conversation with your kids. I think that's a, a great nugget to take away. And we found that late at night conversation thing to be so true. 10 to 11.30 was when we had our deepest conversations with our kids. Yeah, why does the Lord wire them that way? It's like, okay, it's dark out. Now I can get real and transparent. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So Ben, here's... Here's a question for you, Ben Sanders, from Arizona State University and the co-director of Campus Christian Center there on the campus of Arizona State University. Is it even safe to send our Christian kids off to a secular university? <laughs> well, I, you know, there's risk in every part of life. So uh, mm. to say it's safe to go anywhere uh, is, uh, you know, it's only by the grace of God and his protection. But uh, I, I think... The better word is, is it the right thing um, to do? And I think that for it, it of course, depends on each student. Uh, Some will thrive in a Christian college, and that's the best choice for them. We have Grand Canyon University in Metro Phoenix, which is the largest Christian university um, in the country. Um, And for some students, that's the right place to be. Mm -hmm. But I believe strongly that Christians need to be in the secular university environment uh, for a host of reasons. I mean, that's where uh, certain training will happen that you could not get anywhere else. But we're also called to be salt and light. And so uh, I think there are things that we can do, of course, to prepare our students and to make sure that they do have good support throughout their college years. And so I think it's um, perhaps it's not safe to go anywhere these days, but I think we can go with confidence and courage and trust in the Lord, Um, and especially, again, if we've been called to that place, then the Lord's provision, guidance, and protection will be there. Hmm. That's good words, and it is so very, very true. You're listening to I Work For Him as we broadcast to you and all across the nation to encourage you to be living out your faith in your work. We are Jim and Martha Brangenberg, the voice of the Faith of Work movement. As you've tuned into I Work For Him, we just want to help everybody that tunes in to understand that their workplace really is a mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers, our employees, our fellow students may ever meet. That job that you hold, the class that you take, the people that you take the class with, none of that's by chance. The people that you're taking that class with, they need to meet Jesus. You may be their only chance. Like, I kind of modified that a little bit for this classroom thing. we got today on the show Kathy Branzell with Love 2020, love2020.com. And we've got, joining her from Tempe, Arizona, which is just outside of Phoenix, we've got Ben Sanders. You can check him out online, c3tempe.org, c3tempe.org. Ben Sanders is the director of Arizona of the Arizona Center for Christian Studies in Tempe, Arizona, and also the co-director of Campus Christian Center right across the street from Arizona State University in Tempe, Arizona. Ben and Kathy, welcome to I Work For Him. Thanks. Good to be back. All right. So, Kathy, why don't you give us an update? What's what's Love 20? For everybody that's tuning in today, maybe they haven't heard it, talk about Love 2020. What is Love 2020 all about? Uh, Love 2020 is an initiative of many different ministries across this nation that God has put unity in their heart to complete and not compete in the Great Commission because it's our heart's desire for every single person in America, every, 
not just the ones that we deem worthy, not just our friends, not just those people right here in our own neighborhoods, but every person in America to have the opportunity to experience the love of Jesus Christ and hear the message of the gospel given to them by a Christ follower by the end of the year 2020. That's what we exist for. And so we have come together with all the different pieces of the puzzle that you could put together for Kingdom Come Will Be Done for every person to get to experience the love of Jesus Christ. And we bring our own particular puzzle piece to the table. And uh, we come together to... um, to complete that mission mission and so like with ben it's college campuses it's the state of arizona well i can't be there on the arizona state university campus and i can't be in arizona i'm everywhere but my home is atlanta and so ben has that piece of the puzzle and all the people that minister and work Mm -hmm. and serve with him and so that's what's so fun about love 2020 and we are on the move um ramping up because tiktok the end of 2020 um Mm -hmm. is is like less than 500 days away so that's (laughs) right yeah. But, but but things are happening all along the way. It's not going to be on just the final day of 2020. So tell us, us tell us what's happening. How is Love 2020 making an impact today in some unexpected place? Oh, gracious. Um, so in cities across the nation, on campuses across the nation, so many back-to-school initiatives happening. I know we often think about backpacks um, for back-to-school and, and supplying school supplies for those who can't. I know uh, people who supply shoes, new shoes for students tennis shoes, especially for the playground and for PE. Uh, There's others coming in to make sure that those who get uh, free breakfast and lunch also get food to take home on Friday so that they Mm -hmm. and their family have something to eat through Monday. There are mentoring classes going. There are uh, English-speaking class uh, mentorships going. There are campus organizations, Christian campus organizations getting ramped up. Uh, literacy programs, healthcare programs, you name it, for the whole child, their families, and their communities to be served, and the opportunity for churches to come together and serve. And that's, I think, my unexpected way, is that Love 2020, um, despite being um, outside the church walls, has um, been able to be a part of God's plan to bring churches and the body of Christ together Mm -hmm. to love one another and to serve with one another. Hmm. You talk about collaboration. Ben Sanders in Arizona at Arizona State University, just off the main campus in Tempe, Arizona. You have had the privilege, Ben Sanders, of really seeing collaboration, kingdom collaboration in a way that most people have never experienced as you guys launched, you and your bride launched Campus Christian Center, and Martha and I got to come visit you in June when we were out there. Talk about the Campus Christian Center. What's, what is it all about? Yes, well, as you point out, my bride, Sarah uh, Sanders, and I are directors together at the Campus Christian Center. It was really a vision we had back when we were students, uh, going back to 1981, just to date me uh, a bit. And uh, our vision was to see a campus uh, or Christian community center next to the university that different ministries could use. And so that came to reality about seven years ago um, and uh, in 2012. 
and uh, we opened up uh, with uh, some uh, local financial support, and we had ministries that started with us from the very beginning and have stayed with us uh, over that time, and then we have about 30 different Christian groups using our facility now. Uh, We are right next door to the university, so we've got good access, and uh, you can easily walk to our center from the campus. Uh, And we just want to be supportive of a variety of different Christian groups that are seeking to minister to students and faculty at the university. Ben, it's it's a lot. You got. I mean, you're talking eighty thousand students on the campuses uh, of Arizona State University. You said four campuses all around Phoenix. How many are on that campus right near you? So there are about sixty thousand. Uh, <laughs> That's all. Okay, so just sixty thousand. Okay, so it's a just, small city. Just a small. That's just that's a, a small a metropolitan city. area. <laughs> okay, so you got you know the you know like Fort Worth, Texas, in in your backyard. Okay, so love is a powerful tool and the hand belt of God. As you look at the impact of you guys loving on you and Sarah loving on college students through other ministries and directly as you love on students at Arizona State University because you got kids coming from all over the globe, don't you? Yeah, there are about 13,000 international students from over 130 nations. So the world has come to us and is next door. Wow. So how do you see students loving on students, you know, ministries loving on students, how do you see students be impacted by love there at Arizona State University? Yeah, so we just are so delighted to be in this space because it's great to see students uh, who have never had any encounter with Jesus come to faith and at Secular University. Uh, to actually see them thrive spiritually. Uh, one of the beautiful things we've been watching is what's been happening in, in the athletic department, where students are, student athletes are taking it on themselves uh, with support from Athletes in Action and Fellowship of Christian Athletes. But they are really seeing, I think, a mini revival happening among uh, fellow athletes uh, because students are stepping up and they're showing the love of Jesus demonstrating that in their lives, and uh, it's been so wonderful to watch different pockets where I think God is actively at work um, uh, on our campus. We have a ministry called Love ASU, which has been around for about a dozen years, and it's a prayer ministry. So we see 24-hour prayer happening on our campus during different seasons each semester. And uh, just to see the way in which the Lord is moving through that ministry has been a beautiful thing to watch. So we love the diversity. No one single ministry is going to reach this huge campus. But we do believe that many ministries, each finding that segment of the campus that they can reach out to, uh, I think that's the way to reach a large campus, is to bring it down to those smaller communities. And what a great example you are setting for um, people looking in, because what, just like we said, Jim, that the college campus is the workplace we are talking about today. Right. And Ben just said, I know that no one ministry can handle all of this. We all have different focuses. You know, the the uh, arts department isn't going to be doing um, certain things in the athletic program and vice versa. You know, they have specialties that they can focus on and bring the gospel there. What a great example for people in other workspaces, whether they're in government or business or nonprofit whatever it might be, that 
Ben is speaking it out and saying, I can't do this alone. We all have to work together to reach the, the campus. Well, and Kathy, I think you got to, you've been able to experience that within Love 2020 as you've gathered organizations and people from across the country. In fact, just, just last month in Colorado Springs, you gathered together people from all over the country that are really working to bring the authentic touch of Jesus Christ to everybody in this country by the end of 2020. Give us a 30-second update on what that meeting was all about. Uh, that was all about how we could pray for one another, how we could promote one another, their events, their resources, their initiatives, and then how we could personally participate or uh, let our friends know and get others to participate in what was going on. So it was not all about me and my, it's about us and unity. Today on the show, today, we got Kathy Branzell, National Director for Love 2020. Check it out online, love2020.com. I would encourage you to go out there, love2020.com, and engage with this organization. Live out with intentionality in your workplace each and every day by bringing an authentic touch of Jesus' love to those that you work alongside, live alongside, spend time alongside each and every day. Joining Kathy is Ben Sanders, co-director for the Campus Christian Center on the campus of Arizona State University. Kathy and Ben, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks so much. Thank you. Ben, Martha and I got a chance to be with you in Tempe back in June, as I've mentioned. And what I came away with was just, and you've got a dream, a vision in your heart of taking care of our kids as they move from high school, junior high ministry, to high school ministry, to college ministry, then to workplace ministry, that we need to ramp up our levels of intentionality. Why don't you talk about some of the issues that you've seen, and then we could talk about some solutions. So I think as we talked about back in June was we need to build better bridges. And I think uh, better bridges of students coming out of high school into college, so they're connected uh, even before they arrive on campus. They're connected with um, solid Christian ministries, that will help them in their uh, college experience and then preparing them for the workplace uh, where they're gonna be going into. So we need better bridges for students who are graduating or leaving campus uh, into the workplace so that there can be seamless transitions. What what do you mean by bridges? I mean, we're not talking about structures here. Let's be specific. What do you mean building better bridges? What do you mean? So campus ministries on the high school level need to be in communication and working with college ministries for students to, again, not drop uh, drop off. They have a relationship that is sort of passed off to uh, campus ministers who will really care for them and shepherd them um, and see them grow in their life uh, spiritually, but also intellectually, uh, socially. And then when it comes time to graduate, and even before, I think it's important for students to connect with Christians in the workplace, uh, perhaps through internships or other ways in which they can get a sense of what does it mean to be a Christian in my specific field, whether it's engineering, Mm -hmm. business, education. uh, And there are, by the way, wonderful Christian ministries doing that in different workplace environments. Uh, for example, Intel has an amazing uh, Christian network. Who knew that? But it's a global network of Christians at Intel. 
Yeah, so uh, does HP. So does American Express. So does Coca Cola. We we uncover them all the time. There's there's so many of those. Like uh, uh, what do they call them? Uh, employee groups, whatever. Yeah, affinity groups or whatever. Yeah, affinity. Uh, yep. But they're there and they're given status. And Intel is a huge employer here in Phoenix, so uh, it's it's really significant that they have a Christian presence that's officially recognized. You know, I think um, it's been a while since I have been on a college campus on the first week of all the students coming back. But there is it'd be psycho to do so. Well, I mean, we've taken our kids to college, but it, even that, it's only, I mean, it's been uh, five or six years since we've had that first day experience or that first week or moving in, whatever you want to call it. But that's why you, it, it is crazy because that week um, or two leading up into when school starts, Every single organization on campus is working really hard to recruit, aren't they, Ben? Yeah, I mean, they're out in force. So uh, it, you would have to work really hard to avoid uh, the Christian groups that are on a campus uh, because there really is a desire to welcome new students in. That first period of time, when you think about you stepping on campus, uh, everything is new, new relationships. It can certainly be intimidating, mm-hmm. and a big campus can feel really big, and people can get lost. But there's a way for you to connect with a welcoming group uh, that will be having parties and, and uh, hikes and all sorts of cool things happening, especially those first uh, few days and weeks of the campus uh, campus life coming back together. Our, our campus, it's, it's amazing. It's like a light switch goes on, and suddenly streets that were um, not that busy become packed and uh, dorms are full and and there's such a vibrancy and it's very exciting but it can be overwhelming if students don't have a connection with a few people who really care about them know their name and so that's why i so think it's so important for uh for students to connect up at the very beginning uh, and not wait on making those connections because if they don't, there are plenty of other non-God-honoring organizations trying to get their attention as well. And isn't that what you're talking about, maybe even building these bridges before they ever get to campus? So tell our listeners what some of the ways are that people can do that. How can they um, find out what's going on on their campus long before they ever get there? So there's a couple of great websites that I would recommend people look at. One is uh, through Campus Renewal Ministries. They have worked with all the major uh, Christian ministries on campuses all over the nation. And they have a wonderful website called campusministrylink.org. Mm-hmm. And uh, that lists every what the Christian campus ministries are on every campus in the country. Hmm. And uh, there's another site also that is uh, looking at at campuses, and especially where can there be uh, prayer for these campuses, and also uh, for those campuses that don't have uh, Christian ministries right now, how can we pray that those ministries would be established? And that's through everycampus.com. So anyone can take a look at those, see what's happening on those campuses, um, and even adopt a campus for prayer. So, Kathy Branzell, you're still in the midst of this with your youngest on a college campus. Probably not yet there, is she? Or But she's probably almost getting there. Is she she's back on campus? Yeah, but is she back on yeah, campus already? Yeah, she's back on campus, yep. So, how did it work for you? Because I know that she was involved in youth ministry at church. How did, how did it work for you, this bridge between high school ministry to college ministry? Um, 
Well, she went after it because, you know, just coming out of our household and ministry being what we breathe, so we were fortunate in that way where even at orientation, um, even, uh, and I would say for those of you with, with sophomores and juniors in high school right now, maybe even seniors still looking at colleges, when we went on campus visits, one of her questions was, what are, what are your campus Christian ministries, and who could I talk to about that? And, you know, if they, do they have their own building? And, uh, you know, just really going and checking that out. And so there's an intentionality behind it. Um, the other piece of the puzzle that I want to make sure we don't miss is getting plugged into a church, because I would say that's the hardest part of going off to college, um, not just, you know, getting up on Sunday morning um, instead of sleeping late, but actually feeling plugged in and feeling a part of a church that you might even have to go to by yourself. And so it's important hmm. to find somebody who will go sh- church shopping with you. I hate that. But, you know, you, you need to go find a place that preaches the Word of God um, and and uh, where you can worship freely and be a part of serving there and studying God's Word there. Right, because and, that'll and really so, be an encouragement on a, on, a, on a weekly basis. I mean, it, it's a recharge yes. place. Exactly. And so I would say beyond the, the, the college organizations, you also, and everybody who's hung in here with us who has said, I don't have a college student, I'm not going to have a college student, or my kids have graduated, or, you know, uh, I, I don't work on a college, but thank you for continuing to listen and, and, and to pray for us as we've been talking. Every single one of you can go be a mentor. You could contact a college um, Christian organization and say, hey, I'm an accountant. I'm a lawyer, I'm a business owner, I'm a pastor, whatever, and say, I would love to be a mentor, I'd love to contribute, I'd love to come speak, I'd love to sponsor a, 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 one of your weekend get-togethers, whatever it is, be a part of that, and then go to your church and say, how do we reach out to the students coming back? How do we go eat, take food, have a dinner at our church, get them invited in here, and have um, a great college young people ministry? We, you know, we do middle school and high school great, and then what happens when all the kids go off to college? If you have a college or university within 10 miles of you, you need to be having a thriving young adult ministry going on so that when college students come to visit, they say, there's something here for me. So let's talk about your oldest, who's out of college, Kathy. Mm -hmm. That that bridge that Ben is talking about between kids graduate from college and then get out into the workforce, has he been able to connect in a ministry that will encourage him and disciple him as he gets out into the workforce? Yes, um, but I, I, I do want to say that my, so my oldest went to a Christian university and, and uh, was involved in church and campus ministry the whole time that he was at that Christian university. Um, he moved away from that city and then was moved back for a job and immediately reconnected into a church. He, he runs media, and so, uh, yes, church, uh, and I think it's because church was a steady part of his lifestyle um, throughout college, even that it was an easier right. bridge, um, you know, to go back to church, stay in church, be in church, versus, uh, you know, once it's become not a part of your lifestyle mm-hmm. and you started 
sleeping through Sundays and not <laughs> right. going on Wednesdays or not being a part of a Bible study, right. then it, it fades out as a part of your life. You're listening to I Work For Him as we're talking today, college campuses, a unique workplace that has lots of permutations to it, yet it is a workplace. I don't know, those of you that went to college uh, and had the privilege to go to college, you know, you had to work hard. Now, some of you went to college, you didn't work so hard, you're paying the price even today, 40 years later. And they know that, probably. Uh, and you know that. <laughs> but what we're talking about is the incredible mission field of the college campus workplace. Yeah. We've got, bringing the topic to us today, Kathy Branzell from Love to 2020. Check them out online, love2020.com. And we got Ben Sanders calling in from Arizona State University. He's on the campus with a ministry center called Campus Christian Center, c3tempe.org. If you ever really want to evaluate how do we get a whole bunch of campus ministries to work together in one place with one vision of impacting a college campus, Chalk talk to Ben Sanders at c3tempe.org. Kathy Branzell, answer me this. Riddle me this, Kathy Branzell. Why did you want us to go take Love 2020 to the college campus this week? Oh, because this is such an incredible mission field. And, and to remember that there are many Christian students on mission on their campus, and they are there to be salt and light. There are many Christian staff and faculty on campus that know that that's their mission field, that that's their calling. And so I don't want them to be overlooked, but I want them to be undergirded in prayer. So for those of you who think you don't have any touch, any ministry on the campuses, I'm just asking you, Every time you see a school bus, every time you go through a school uh, zone and you have to slow down, um, anytime somebody wants to talk to you about college football, if you'll just pause for a minute and pray for a college or university, um, that would be amazing. That's such a good point, and we can all uh, lift that up, especially when school is starting at the beginning of the year like it is right now. Um, it's on the front of our mind, but that doesn't end. This is a, a year-round endeavor. So, Ben Sanders, um, you had told us it earlier that there are roughly 80,000 students that are, partic- are a part of Arizona State University and probably another 20,000 staff and faculty they, this is their workplace. The staff and faculty, um, you know, that's a tough job, and they are often very committed if that is their role. So let's talk about their workplace and what that looks like there on a college campus. Yeah, I think that it's, it's so important to emphasize that there are Christians everywhere and mm-hmm. uh, in every possible capacity from uh, professors, uh, administrators, uh, support staff, and of course, uh, there are challenges on uh, any secular campus, just as there are challenges in any workplace. But I think to be salt and light there uh, is so critical, and to know that you're not alone. And so, there are many, many different organizations that help link, uh, particularly Christian faculty. Uh, I know that uh, there's Crew has a ministry called Faculty Commons. Uh, and InterVarsity has graduate and faculty ministries that help mm. to engage Christian faculty on their campuses in ministry. So just for those of you, so there may be some people going, what's the difference between faculty and staff? <laughs> yeah, so faculty are your professors. They're the ones who are teaching. Uh, staff tend to be in support positions, whether it's secretarial or 
uh, grounds or uh, or the president. And uh, so administrative, is, yeah. The administration is so critical uh, because they are essentially ones that are, are helping to make policy, and those policies have a long term effect, and so they can say yay or nay to many different things. And we're thankful at ASU for administration that is supportive of religious groups on campus, not just Christian groups, but all the religious groups, and we have a cordial, positive relationship. I know that's not true on every campus, but on most campuses, the administration um, and the campus ministries have a common desire to see students thrive and, uh, and succeed. And so I think to the degree that Rather than seeing having kind of a bunker mentality of us versus them, I think it's important for us to say we have a common goal. We want to see students uh, succeed in their uh, work, in their life. Uh, we that's a constant theme we hear from our president um, at ASU, and so we're really in a joint venture together with the university uh, for student success, retention, uh, even recruitment. You said something to us, Ben, when we were there with you in Arizona in June that the president wanted to want to partner with organizations like yours there on the campus of Arizona State University, C3Tempe.org, Campus Christian Center. They want kids to get involved because when they plug into an organization, whether it's religious or not, but when they plug into an organization, it has a positive impact on their schooling, doesn't it? Absolutely. That's that's something he tells us every year when he speaks to all the different religious groups uh, and through our Council of Religious Advisors. So uh, I think that's that's a commonly accepted uh, uh, statement, that students do better when they're in a community, uh, in a caring community. And I think that when you have a spiritual dimension to it, that just adds to the likelihood of a student being successful in their college life. Well, and that sounds like that would um, transfer over into the conversation about the staff and the faculty as well. So um, I just want to remind our listeners in these last minutes, we've been talking about college campus because that is a workplace. That is the education um, arena for, and a lot of people, whether they're students or teachers or faculty, staff, whatever their role, um, this is a workplace that needs to have attention. So Ben, as we're talking about um, just the, the importance of community, and you were saying that there's organizations, I didn't know that Crew and InterVarsity had um, a, like a, a branch for faculty and staff. How do they help support um, those people in their role? So, first of all, fellowship is critical, right? Quite yeah. uh, mm-hmm. The fact that we are in community together as brothers and sisters in Christ. We're in this together. Uh, and I think if you feel isolated, you will tend to shrink back in your faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may feel persecuted or, or abandoned um, or whatever. But I think if you're together with others who care about you, who know your name, you can pray with, uh, we just know that in every aspect of life, anywhere, uh, you're going to thrive spiritually if you're in that kind of positive uh, spiritual relationship. And you'll struggle if you're by yourself. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that when you're when you're running alone, it's difficult, and you feel like I mean, I'm sure that's why suicide becomes such a big deal for students on college campuses because I can't imagine being alone mm-hmm. among sixty thousand people. That'd be a horrible feeling. And and faculty sometimes they probably feel the same way. Like I'm alone. I'm the only Christian actually trying to teach the truth from the from from my podium today. It, it, it's got to be a lonely feeling. Kathy Branzell, you said something earlier in the in a segment right before this when we see a bus because a lot of us as kids you know here in florida kids are going back to school last week this week next week and the other day yesterday we were driving uh, out near some of our old stopping grounds and we saw traffic backed up and we're like oh it must be school the school lines because people don't drive the bus anymore they make their parents come Mm -hmm. pick them up i mean that's become ridiculous (laughs) but i love the idea of using the bus as a reminder to pray for our 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 places of education. Talk about that. Yeah, I, th- I think that prayer prompts are powerful. Um, when you pinpoint and say, every time I see a school bus, I'm going to pray for campuses. And and you have five or six things that are your go-to. So you're you're still driving, your eyes are wide open, that's important, but you're, mm-hmm. you're praying for safety, you're praying that, that students would have a strong Christian community on their campus, that they would be salt and light, that they would read and learn at grade level, and, and um, that they would become uh, what God designed them to be, you know, those, those kind of prayers. Um, and then ask God to search your heart and say, Lord, do I have any parts? to play in serving that campus and loving that campus, because you might have something to say about that. Um, It's important to go pray through, um, you know, pray for your superintendent, pray for the teachers, pray for the principals, pray for the curriculum. Um, You know, uh, uh, I started in education. That was my first ministry. Uh, before I was in prayer ministry, before Love 2020 and all of that, I was a teacher, um, and I've taught everything from kindergarten through college, and I was a college teacher for many years um, at a major um, secular university. And just being loving, just being respectful, but my students knew that I was a Christian, and that opened the door for other Christian and and some non-Christian students to come and discuss things with me because Hmm. I was available and transparent and caring. Do they celebrate C at the poll at colleges, universities, and and campuses? Not so much. I, I... Mm-hmm. Not that I am aware of. Okay. All right. Just I want to make sure you brought it up as we're talking about colleges. I never thought about that question. We're at the end of the Can show, but I want to really say a prayer though. Wait, it is. Wait, wait, wait. Before we miss that, there is. That's a good question. Collegiate day of prayer, oh, and okay. that is a, a day of prayer for all college campuses. And this coming up one will be February twenty seventh. Collegiate Perfect. day of prayer, February twenty seventh. Yes. And what about the see you at the poll? What day is that? Oh, mm-hmm. the, September twenty fifth. Nice job. Okay. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Kathy Branzell and Ben Sanders, thank you guys both for being on I Work for Him today. Really appreciate it. We appreciate you. All right. You've been listening to I Work for Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, and so are the college campuses. But ultimately, I I work work for him. him.